PhD is an adventure, an odyssey into knowledge for which you must prepare. If you want tips, news, and a little humor about the PhD and about career readiness, that's what I bring you every two weeks here on PhD Dojo. News, tips, grad school stories, listener questions. Here you'll find everything to be a black belt at the PhD and beyond. Welcome to the dojo. Welcome to this new episode of the PhD Dojo in collaboration with the Second Lab. Today, with Gad Sabatier, we're going to talk about a question brought by one of the Second Lab students, Roman Oliverio, which is, what is out there in the job market besides R&D after my PhD? Thank you, Roman. And now for my discussion with Gad Sabatier of the Second Lab. So there's different way to, to bring the question and to answer to the questions. But of course, maybe uh, maybe some of you, after your research, you are fed up with research. Uh, I mean, research in the lab, what I'm, what I'm saying, and you would like to do something else. And it's po it's totally possible because with a PhD, you can do many kind of jobs. We so so this discussion can can stay for two hours. <laughs> we can talk about different kind of positions, uh, different kind of jobs. Uh, it's a, it's a very broad topic, but of course, yes, you can do a lot of jobs. So also, what I would like to we we will we can go deeper into it. But what I would like to say first is we are not talking just to only PhD in science engineering, technology, and math. We are talking also for, for people in humanities because these, the type of, jo of jobs that we can talk about are also for, for everybody who has a PhD. Sometimes it's more related to the fields. Sometimes it's more, so you need to do a particular field like uh, engineering or law or something else. But sometimes not. You can do uh, these type of jobs um in um in industry setting but it this the job could be acquired but could be could be uh, filled by somebody in law or somebody in uh, social science but also also for somebody in engineering really depends on what can what kind of job so actually i think there's three things to figure out it is the type of job the field and what kind of company do you want to go in so is it startup company or it's a it's a large big company so we need to figure this out so one thing that I, it looks to me is uh, and we, we talked a little bit before there's you know you you have a, a list of possibilities to to present um but i think there's a there's kind of a common line in all of these positions that connect them to the phd profile Can you talk a little bit about that? So, because again, if we're talking about non-research jobs, we're kind of saying, you know, what other skills that are not my research skills that I can leverage in the job market? Basically, that's the question that I understand. Yeah, ex exactly. So, if you if you do research, basically, I don't know for you if you are in art or or because sorry, I'm an engineer and a scientist, so. If you are in art, I don't know if you follow the same process, but I, I would say that in social science, uh, in math, engineering, you have all the same kind of pro process that 
that's the same process for centuries. You mm-hmm. you do um, you do a literature review first, and then you make an hypothesis. You ask a question, and you would like to answer to the questions, and you do it by research. You start doing experiments, but also you can talk to people to have the answers and make statistics analysis. After this, you communicate your science, so you you transfer your knowledge. Um, you can also, if you if you found something very great in the lab, you can protect it, and so you sell your science at the end. So that's pretty much the broad process. Mm-hmm. But if you love doing re- literature review or analyze data, um, jobs like an analyst or business analyst, or market analyst, mm-hmm. or VC analyst, so you work in, in venture capitals. That's all that. That jobs are very interesting for you if you like singing at the desk, making research, asking yourself some question or ask, asking question to others. That's this type of job is for you. So uh, everything which is analyst, even data scientist, is very great. Which is very on vogue today. Yeah, yeah on vogue, and also another type of job on vogue is UX researchers, user experience researchers. Very interesting kind of jobs mm-hmm. then if you if you go to the next step so you made your literature review or you found out it's everything related to the, the experiment we decide to not talk about R&D so R&D jobs are here mostly but you can think about like um, more in, in, in an engineering setting so mm-hmm. you you can think about quality assurance or quality control Job type of jobs very important verification validation uh, if you work in pharmaceutical or med tech mm-hmm. very important or, or chemical or whatever yeah, yeah chemical engineering process engineering uh, all that type of jobs even the production engineering fabrication all that type of jobs are interesting um and uh, then if you you analyze the data and you have to sell it so so it's all the technical sales specialist uh, type of job you can work. So a PhD can say like, well, sales, I'm not doing that. But actually, if you sell your, your research, you talk to somebody and you'd like to make a collaboration or sell your research, finally, you sell a bit. So this is this kind of type of jobs. I see what you mean. Now, the, the, it's through the, the thing with selling, it, it's one of, usually it's one of the, terms and it's one of the things that when people go into graduate school and into research is something they don't want to do <laughs> but eventually eventually there, there is some aspect of selling and of you know selling your project to get funding etc cetera, etc cetera. so I, yeah. I agree that there's there's something there yeah sales require require a specific profile but there's also all the jobs in marketing so mm-hmm. when i talk about marketing you can go to a, a website who sells product in science um so who's designed this website somebody in marketing so -hmm. if you like designing uh, your science uh and and if you go deeper you need a phd to make the poster on how you will use the the product Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this is more like um scientific designer or scientific communicator uh, science communicator in general or somebody if you go to, if you want to communicate or vulgarize the science, more scientific journalist, as communicate the science. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'm thinking also about all the jobs uh, if you publish all the do- the job of publishing. So publisher, editor, scientific editor, or you can even if it, it's it's really open to humanities because they are. So it's all the people who work in uh, in uh, journals, scientific journals or peer reviewed journals, are have a master or a PhD. Um, all the jobs about writing, writers, medical writers. Yeah, you know, one thing that I'm thinking, and this can can be jo- these can be jobs at university, but not in research. Uh, so now you know, universities have uh, c- communications departments where there's knowledge transfer that needs to be done about the research that's done in university, and and there's positions there for you too. Uh, mm-hmm. And because you being a researcher, you having that background, you're you are the, the, the best person uh, to have these conversations with researchers and help them uh, bring out uh, in in a in a more uh, popularized way or or in a more adapted or less jargony way, you know, whatever research results they have, for example. So uh, knowledge transfer is a good one too. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm thinking about also like at the university you have a, a lot of jobs where which is not research related but who support research. So like all the counselors, all the advisors, grant advisors at the faculties and universities. Um if you want and then you have all these jobs in what I would call innovation and technology transfer mm-hmm. or um intellectual properties so that ip uh, ip lawyer um it, lawyer requires more studies after your phd you need to have a, um, a bachelor in law uh, more than re, more than your phd but it's possible um but you can you can be an ip officer right without having a law degree there's there's a place there's place in there in the in the the, the the type of uh, those types of offices for people who come with a phd as i as i remember without having but then you need to go get some certification i believe exactly so if you are a patent agent for example so you you work in a law, uh, a law firm and you are a patent agent you need to have uh, a kind of a certificate uh, you have to be mentored by a um a patent agent, somebody who's already patent agent for a couple of years, and then you you have to have you need you need a certificate. I think it's national certificate, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you are a patent agent. On the other side of the scope, in patent world, you have the patent examiner, who's an employee of the government that review patents and and make re- a literature review and and see if if the patent is is uh, valid so um that's very cool that's interesting that because i was going to mention we're talking about a lot of jobs uh, you know outside academia mainly and you just mentioned government and i believe uh that there there's a there are many many opportunities for phds in government do you have uh, any do you have anything on on that yes for sure uh, I took a list of it. So you can, you, you can imagine that people work in funds, fundings. So uh, in... Um, yes, funding agencies, of course. Funding agencies. So in Quebec, you have the AFRQ. Um, people from the AFRQ have a PhD, so, uh, or a master. So they, they did 
science before. Uh, you have people from NSERC at the federal, they have PhDs too. So, um, so all these people have a PhD and they, they work at the government. And it's interesting because these are positions where somehow you stay really close to science, although you're not doing the research. And, you know, because often I get this question of, oh, if I if I leave academia, if I leave research, how can I be, how, am I going to be stimulated by whatever I find as a job? And here are all these these positions where not only you'll be stimulated and it doesn't have to be one of these positions, but these specific ones in funding agencies, you're really you know, you're closer to what's being done and 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 the the forefront of research than many many people because you're there evaluating it and uh, and well saying yes or no if they're going to get funding. <laughs> yes, yes, it's 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 very important. Uh, of course, actually, this type of just bringing committees together of professors or business people or people to make a committee and. And of course, you can read the science and understand the science, and mm -hmm. you can figure out if if the the grant will be accepted or not. But but then it goes to a committee, and you have to bring people together to evaluate uh, things. Uh, I'm thinking also about uh, policy advisor or ethics advisor. Uh, you need a PhD into it, so and not necessary science PhD. It's it's very open to humanity PhDs. Yeah, and policy things like that. Even uh, you know the different government ag government agencies. It can be environment. It can it could be economy. It can be so many things where where your profile as a PhD is going to be useful and valued, but uh, not to do directly with research. And 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 then it can be in the social sciences, like you said, and it can be in in like life sciences. But it can also just be, you know, in in, in economics, for example. Uh, yeah, and maybe every every PhD that listen to us can think about like, well, maybe it's too boring for me. I need to be excited, <laughs> you know. But actually, not. It's very exciting. A I'm very sure exciting job. You know, you have a new grant to manage. Uh, I, I, for me, I'm finding it's exciting. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are very exciting outside of research. And I remember I talked with Adriana Bankston in one of the, my interviews on Papa PhD, and she's working in policy uh, in the states. So she's in she's in Washington, and and uh, she, what excite what like gets her going is the fact that the policies that she works on are policies to do with the future of research and how you know the evolution of the let's say the postdoc uh, career, and uh, so it's it's you know it's things that that impact. Don't impact her today, but she can th she can feel that it's going to impact people who are coming after her in the same, you know, in the same trajectory that she that she came. So no, it, it's and this is just one thing. I'm just thinking of academia, but having being in these positions where y your decisions and and your input can have impact on ecology, on thing, you know, on real life people and 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 and, and things and events. Can be really, really exciting. I agree. I agree. With yeah, it's it's very impactful work. Uh, I I agree with you. There's also like something that we didn't talk about is all the business related jobs. Um, so like business development. Um, thinking about uh, so in marketing you have product manager, application scientist, application engineer. 
all that jobs are related. Sounds sounds very R and D, but it, it you have a foot in R and D and a foot in marketing because you have to sell product too. Um, and of course, uh, so pr- product. Uh, I mean, business development, and of course, uh, entrepreneur. It's uh, it's a very uh, entrepreneurship. It's uh, it's another way to to do it, and and actually entrepreneurship and about the career path is you can start in a position and change after this, even if you are in a big company or or in a startup company. Uh, you can start as a business developer and uh, or or somebody who's more project manager. Uh, you can start from that and start your own company after this. So it's 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 possible. So one thing I've heard is uh, I've read somewhere actually is that PhDs. It was on a report, and I don't I mean, anyway. I I should check my sources, but that PhDs often because employers don't you know are still not well educated or not don't really know what to expect from a phd they tend to start on positions that are less than desirable let's say for the the phd so lower positions but that but what i read is that eventually when they get into and once once they prove themselves in that first six months or that first year they evolve in the company faster than than other employees because of all the potential they bring because of the the all the learning capacity that they that they have is is this something that uh, that you've verified also on your side because some people some people are like oh how why am i you know after all these years i'm starting with this salary in this position it's a bit unfair i don't know if you have a reflection on that yeah it's for sure um um yeah yeah so it's sometimes it's in big companies as the policy, like that the policy of the company, the culture of the company is you, you enter at the entry level. Mm-hmm. So you go to the entry level, you are senior engineer or something like that. So you, you start with this, and this is this this is because you 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 leave your PhD. I mean, you leave your PhD. You you finish your PhD. You go directly to industry. So, uh, or you, you, you still in academia and you leave the academia and you go to the industry. Some company would say like, okay, let's start with an entry position and how, see how it goes, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course the skills that you bring your skills that you learn during your PhD and that are directly applicable to your jobs. And finally people figure out that, well, this guy has a PhD and is not a Master student or bachelor student who's I don't know a twenty five years old guy and, and doing like go outside of their their uh, undergraduate studies it's not the same so you bring a lot of value to your company and and people people recognize this value and the impact that you bring with you and promote you uh, maybe uh, quickly into the the company. Where I wanted to go is because you know the um, Roman asked this question, and of course you know I, I think the the wish and the the dream is to to find that first position and have it to be the perfect one, the perfect one right away with the salary you expect and uh, with you know the the whatever the the position the the job description that that you want, and I tend to to tell people to be a little bit to be ready to or or prepare to just be a little bit humble for that first thing 
that first position, especially the first one right after the the PhD, because somehow the employer is kind of doing kind of a leap of faith in in taking you in, and so it's kind of a, a give and take thing where allow yourself to to maybe hit you know enter at a lower place that you envision yourself, but then be sure that once you're in there, you your 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 abilities your 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 uh, um, skills will come through and then you'll be able to evolve. And also, so that's one thing is st- allow yourself to be humble at, at, at when you get your first foot in the door. Uh, and I'd, I'd like your comment on that after. And the second one is, which is what you said is be, trust that once you're in there, you'll be able to, to find a, a place where you'll be fulfilled. You'll be, uh, you'll be stimulated and you'll be valued by the company. As you said, like uh, yeah, you have to be humble with the first job, first job that you you have, um, and and yeah, even if you are in, in the entry level, and after one year or two year, you're not satisfied for your job. In this one year or two years, you learn a lot of things. Of course, it's not it's not the end of academia. You learn nothing. You you continue to learn something, so you learn your job and and. And you learn a lot of new things, and you make another kind of network, too. And maybe this network, if you're still happy with the job, I mean, you can continue with the job. You will be promoted. You have in in companies, you have evaluation every year or every six months um, to be promoted, and you maybe your salary will will increase. Maybe your first salary will be unfair. This is maybe what you think, but can negotiate the salary and you can continue uh, to be promoted into the company. And if, it, if you're not satisfied with the job, uh, you, you can leave and, and having another, another job in another company. Yeah. And, and, that, and the thing is, once you've had that first year of experience, for the next job conversation, you won't be a fresh out of PhD person. You already have one year of industry and that counts, you know, and you can present that. Plus, uh, and Tell me, because you, I know you talk, you know, you have, uh, you interface with companies and, and you know this better than me by experience. I, f- I believe companies today, especially medium and large companies, are ready to let people, you know, move horizontally and vertically like in the company. You don't get into this first position and then you're not imprisoned in that track you, especially having a lot of potential as you as usually you are, you can say, okay, you know, I got into marketing, but I want to go into strategy or something like that. Yeah, and and actually, it uh, companies are very very open to it because if you are in a large company, you start in R and D and you move to marketing, for example, or you go to uh, to a, another place, like because you want to learn new things. That's very that's very great. If you go to this new department or new service or new setting, you bring all the things that you learn from the from the department you work. So, of course. so you have a better broad vision from the company. And mm-hmm. I mean the 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 company's direction, the the company uh, management love it. So the and and they maybe and and sometimes they will push you to move department to to department. So. I remember I talked to somebody who were R&D manager um, and she, she moved 
she moved from uh, a department were specifically specifically in a, in a specific topic and she moved to another department because of the management said like okay move to the other department maybe they will need there is an open position in this department and it's completely different uh, one was let's say mechanical engineering and the other one was more material science ish okay so uh, so she moved to the other department with the same kind of position but in a different field. So this shows two things to me is don't be afraid that that first job is not the perfect one that you dreamed about. Second thing, leaving academia is not the end of you being intellectually stimulated. Of course, if you aren't, then you you know keep looking for a better job and, and one that will stimulate you. But there, there are many out there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and of course, there's many... I mean, there's many type of careers that you can have, and this is basically your choice. So, uh, so we we talk about maybe twenty, thirty positions today, but every positions are open to PhD. This is you to figure out what you want. Yeah, I've seen people who are like in in banking and like PhD in history, and is in like started doing project management and is now in sustainable banking. So many different things that you wouldn't expect. The way you're formatted after a PhD, more than the subject you worked on, is what you can leverage, and it can be leveraged in many different different contexts. God, we're getting to the end of, um, of of today's PhD dojo. Like you said, we covered a bunch of positions that you can have. Uh, we talked about uh, why you can aspire to have uh, to to be in different, even in government, which I think is is something people often ig- ignore or kind of don't think about first. You know, first thing um, is there. You know, for someone who is uh, doubting and and maybe questioning themselves after listening to the, to this episode there's one one of these things that interests them what would be a next step to learn a little bit more about what this position is looks like and, and it's it's a very good question so we what we're giving we what we're giving you today is a lot of type of jobs um companies to company it could be a little bit different i, I remember an R&D engineer in a company it's engineer three in another company so it's 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 very it's very different um so you have a lot of keywords and you can you can you can think about like well uh when you talked about analyst it could be interesting for me so what i would what i would advise is now you have a lot of keywords to go on linkedin to go on google and you type your keywords, you can go on LinkedIn, like I'm looking for an analyst position. Okay, so you, you can have a job description. So learn about what, what is it exactly. And you have a bunch of, peop- of people that have this kind of type of position. And you can contact them to have an informational interview. So I think that's the next step. That's perfect. And I, I would say exactly the same. So I, I won't add to that. You you uh, You nailed it. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think these these the question of conversations with people is is um, is key is key to to mm-hmm. no, to knowing because one of the things is you need to to some of these things might interest you and then you see the description and say okay you know I had an idea of this and it's it really doesn't fit with me so 
talking with people and asking, okay, what what does the the day to day look like is really important. You can even discuss salary, etc. You know, if if you're not at the moment of looking for a job, it's a conversation you can have in a relaxed way uh, to kind of start gathering information. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And if it's not for you, you can come back to this. You can come back to zero and say like, oh, okay, talk about business development, that position. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. God, this was great. I, again, I love having these questions from the second lab. Uh, thanks, Roman, for sharing the question with us. I hope it helped you. And I hope that as it helped you, it will help a lot of people out there who are wondering, you know, what, what can I do out there with my, with my degree? Um, so again, we'll, we'll be here uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks again to answer another question. Thanks for those who, who watched this either live or uh, later on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Uh, it's always appreciated if you leave a, a like. Always appreciated too. More, more even if you leave a comment. Uh, Gad and I would love to have feedback on these episodes, on uh, whether the question is, resonates with you or something we said. Always, will always love that. Uh, Gad, I think, uh, I think you'd agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, and if you have yourself questions, like type the question in the chat and or, yes. or you can contact us with a question and we will uh, talk about it in the next next episodes. It will be a pleasure to cover your question out there uh, on the show here. Uh, and now I just have a, a, a last little message. Uh, I kind of want to grow the, the Papa PhD team, which is just me as of yet, uh, since it's, you know, we're going to hit three years uh, mid-July. Uh, mid and uh, it'd be great that uh, that uh, on the fourth year of Papa PhD uh, we'd be a, a team. Uh, so if you uh, if you're good at uh, graphic design, uh, if you go if you're curious about how a podcast podcast works from the inside, uh, like audio editing, uh, promotion, if you're good on on uh, uh, social networks, etc., drop me drop me a line like we used to say in the past. You, you know you can write to me at uh, david at papaphd.com. And let's let's talk. I'd I'd really love to to bring this podcast uh, to a different level, and uh, I think it takes more people. Uh, Gad, you know how it is, right? You need a team to do mm-hmm. certain things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you need to to be surrounded by people that are better than you in different kind of things. There so you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, you need a team. That's very, uh, very important. And Gad, on your side, if uh, people are curious about the second lab, how, where can they find information? You, you can go in in our website. Uh, we uh, we are thinking about we moving our business model, and we are deeply thinking about it. And new things will come um, uh, in September. Uh, there will be there, there will be, I hope, some information over the summer. So we will. Uh, so be, keep in touch. Go to our LinkedIn page and and uh, like us, and you will be informed in the in LinkedIn. Yeah. In LinkedIn, perfect. As always, I'll share that link in the show notes. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for having been with us on this uh, this PhD dojo with the second lab. It was a great pleasure, Gad. And uh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. See you. Bye. Bye.